talking about Sleep Around from Emancipation. Recorded early 1996 at Paisley Park and released on the 19th of November 1996. On the track we have Prince and we have the MPG Horns. The track is 7 minutes 41 and joining me to talk about it today is Stephen G. Forward. Hello Stephen. Hello. Um, in terms of like a genre, I feel like before we get into what the song is about, we really need to mention the fact that it takes the drum loop from um, Squib Cakes. Right, from and, Power. Yes. You know, yeah, and, and so it's kind of weird because Prince takes that and kind of, like, if you listen to the actual song, and that the drum loop has been used by, like, tons of different people, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's got a really kind of, it's got a really nice kind of groove. And you can kind of hear it and, you know, you can kind of think to yourself, well, if I was someone who sampled <laughs> stuff, those, those opening four bars, you could immediately yes. just loop it and you've, you've, got, you've got yourself something like really solid to work from. Oh, no, it's fantastic. Yeah. So Prince has obviously sampled that, but he's kind of also processed it a little bit. So it's actually, it's, to me, it sounds a little flatter. Like it doesn't, because the song itself mm-hmm, is kind mm-hmm. of almost like a, it's almost like a dance track. Yeah, it's it's almost like a dance track, but there's something going on with Prince and these really sort of large songs. So the song reminds me of, it's not actually in the key of, or, or, or it even sounds like, but something like Mountains where it's a large, it's long. We're going back to Prince yeah. of 1999, you know, where the songs were really long and they weren't remixes. They were just, this is, this is the cut of the song. And so... Yeah. And Sleep Around moves, it has different movements. And this is yet something else I love by Prince. And so it's not a dance song. To me, it's a solid pop song. It's just a straight-ahead pop song with a little bit of funk, a little bit of pop, a little bit of R&B, a little bit of, you know, the Tower of Power kind of influenced horns or um, inspired horns. It's, it's yeah. just, yeah, it's it's a Prince song. I think you mentioned this before with Prince, when it... <laughs> yeah. It's a Prince song, you know, you... Yeah. <laughs> It's almost genre-less, you know. I mean, interestingly, he'd used he'd used the same kind of sample, but kind of more, I mean, more obviously on release it. Mm, yes. Where you have you have like um you know after after the uh, the confrontation between uh, <laughs> between Morris and Prince at the start of that song where yes. you have the you know Grace you better believe I'm going to do the do you then get the sample of that drums mm-hmm. like literally just sampled on release it like they don't bother hiding it whereas at least here it seems like Prince has kind of tried to put stuff over the top to kind of hide it a little bit more. Uh, obviously, he gives credit. He gives credit in the on yes. the, in the booklet. So thank goodness. Um, yes. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. But yeah, but it's 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 kind of interesting because it's not like if you were listen listen to release it and listen to this, mm. you like you wouldn't think that they had the same kind of sample because release it. It's just literally, it's somebody sampling it and then pressing you know the key on the keyboard and it just kind of keeps looping over and over. No, absolutely. Uh, whereas, like you say, with this song, because it's such a long song, it does kind of go through a, f- a couple of changes. Yeah. And I think the addition of the MPG horns as well kind of uh, changes, you know, ju- instead of it just being a sample with Prince singing over the top, you also have the horns kind of mm-hmm. um, bringing it a, b- a bit more alive, I would say, than oh, just definitely. Like a simple sample. So It's a warmer song. Lyrically, it's a warmer song in terms of the space in the song. Yeah, it's very different from Release It in that sense. But yeah, the, the horns warm it up. And we have this. We have Prince sampling himself with this uh, "Do it like she like it, mm, yes. uh, do it like she like it," which starts the song off. And <laughs> then throughout the song, we'll have it kind of, you know, coming back at the kind of chorus, which is, you know, "Do it like she like it, so your baby don't want to sleep around." Yeah. Um. You know, <laughs> give her what she want when she want. 
when it comes to she down. Um, so, you know, <laughs> we have the, the kind of the chorus every now and again. But I think the most interesting thing about this song is the is kind of like the verses mm-hmm. and the way Prince kind of has the cadences, mm-hmm. you know, and particularly the, the way he sings the verses, because he do, like he doesn't sing them. Um, you know, the chorus is kind of like we said, very kind of upbeat, very poppy. Mm-hmm. But the the verses, um, we have this particular. This is the thing that always stands out to me is when when he you know when he sings, "Baby, let me read her journal," <laughs> or should I say, and, and the, the the kind of the placement of the or should I say, right, is is kind of it's an interesting thing, and it's one of those things that when I remember listening to the song for the first time, I was like. You know, it's it's something that you know is kind of slightly off where you would think. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd think it's the end of the previous line, but it's actually the start of the next line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and and this kind of you know, um, almost like getting ahead of 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 like where the next yeah. line is going. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's also like so. Prince is being sort of cute and sly on it. Just what you said in terms of the poppy um, chorus, but I remember like kind of really reading these journals i mean reading this lyric he's stealing her journal he's reading he's reading of course about himself innuendo you know and he's allegedly giving this guy advice so (laughs) the song is sort of weird i like the dance i mean i like the music i love the free the music in the song the the horns definitely but the the lyrics are a little troubling you know they're a little troubling they're um they're they're the lyrics of a narcissist (laughs) if you ask me (laughs) <laughs> you know um uh, well i think i i think uh, i always i always i always find it like um you know obviously people want to kind of attribute stuff to the actual person, to prince right. mm-hmm. but uh, but i think i think in this case this feels like you know this is another one of those songs where it's kind of in it's kind of uh, the character is not really prince this is like prince kind of playing this character of this guy who's kind of like um, you know, giving the advice and you know reading the journal mm-hmm. and like it doesn't it doesn't feel like that's actually something Prince would do. I don't think Prince would need to do that. You know, obviously I don't think <laughs> you know with Maite living in Paisley Park, she would really have that much privacy. I think mm-hmm. you know if Prince wanted to read her journal, she could probably you know she probably just leave it lying around mm-hmm. for him. Uh, but the the character in this song, you know, like this whole kind of when she come to cookie dinner, um, you can ask her, you know, um, if if what I say is true, you know, like. The kind of it feels like he's playing a character again mm-hmm. in the song, and and kind of you know acting in a certain way that isn't really how Prince needs to act. True, um, you know the person. Well, so now you've got me thinking that maybe the character is really like possibly not even an embodied person or something. It's just a um, desire or temptation, and so now you really need to kind of think about how you can make this relationship better because if you don't, she might be tempted to go off with someone else. It's because of re- rereading yeah. the lyrics, I'm like, I'm the one that sent the herbs in the book on how to use them. I'm the one who pointed out her fears on how to lose them. I really, really like those lines. You know, I really, yeah. really like those lines. And it sounds like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different kind of print song. Yeah, you've got me think, rethinking what I initially thought about it because I was like, it's just all over the place for me. You know, I just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> After the album was released, Prince, you know, he did a lot of press the weekend of the album's release and then he did a, you know, he appeared on Oprah mm-hmm. um, the day after the album was out and he performed this song and before he performed the song, Oprah says, you know, um, this is Prince singing a song about, you know, how to how to stay in a, a marriage and how to, you know, and how you've got to kind of treat your woman right. And mm. like she puts her own spin on what the song is about. Ah. <laughs> um, 
you know, so it's kind of funny how in her introduction, she's already got an idea, you know, bearing in mind <laughs> the album came out the day before. So how much has she listened to this song? Well, she was working, she was um, working out but, to it in the morning. She says, I'm, a, I'm on the well, treadmill, yeah. emancipation, you know, and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so she says that, you know, her, her actual quote is, you know, it tells how to keep a woman happy. Which I think is an interesting take on what the song is about. I mean, maybe in the chorus, it mm-hmm, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, do do it like she like it. You know, the, that sample, which keeps reoccurring throughout the song, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you know, uh, give her what she want when she wants right. it. You know, like that that kind of, you know, f- kind of fulfilling her needs is obviously an important part of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, I mean... I like the second verse because I think it's quite interesting where it says, maybe you recall last summer mm. when you saw her riding in my car. So it's like, and then <laughs> it's like, it's like, do you remember last summer when I was with this person that you now want to kind of stay with? And, you know, it's like, as long as you're fooled, I'm cool. You know, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I think the, the kind of persona that Prince is putting on, um, you know, is quite interesting. Yeah, I do. So my question is for you, what, what, what do you like about the song? Or what do you think about the song in general? I mean, I, you know, I like the production of it. Mm. I always, if anyone's going to put horns on stuff, I always love the MPG horns. I think by this mm-hmm. point, like, you know, when, the, when they've, when the MPG horns first kind of joined, I think I missed, I missed Eric Leeds and Atlanta. Me too. Personally. Yeah, you know? I do too. I, I think that, I think they had a kind of closeness and a kind of understanding with Prince, whereas the MPG horns feels like Prince writing a part on a keyboard and then them kind of playing mm-hmm. instead of it being like, you know, um, synthesized horns. It's like, here's the real part right. that Prince has already written. But I feel this far in, you know, like a few albums down the line, now they've been with him for a few years, the stuff that they're doing feels a bit more like it did with Eric and Atlanta. It feels a little bit more kind of intuitive. Mm, interesting. And so, you know, the kind the stuff that they're doing by this point, it certainly feels like they're more integrated into what Prince is doing. And maybe they're, I don't know the actual ins and outs <laughs> of what happened between Prince and them, but... From my point of view, like listening to what they were doing, the stuff that they did on the first few albums they did with mm-hmm. him felt a lot more like it was it was kind of prescribed for them. Whereas this feels like them collaborating with him a bit more, and I like the kind of playfulness of the horns on the song. I think the better part of the song for me is actually the instrumental. It is the it's the rave up towards the end. It's almost like maybe yeah maybe three or four minutes in, and then there's just music, and you know there's a little bit of singing. But the horns and the free-flowing part of it, it's really... You know how sometimes Prince songs would be sort of cut off for um, the single edits. This song sounds like it needs everything that's there to make it work. I really, really love yes. the, the horns, the, um, the drums, everything. Everything makes sense to me with this song towards the end, yeah. but it's a better part of the song to me. The first part I like, it's fun. Like I said, I'm still a little... Yeah. little I'm not sure about the lyrics, but <laughs> this is one of the songs that Prince makes... That fills an entire room. Sometimes the songs can feel a bit claustrophobic, and this one doesn't. This feels yeah. emancipation. It feels large, and it feels like it would fill fill a room in a different way than some of the other stuff that he's done, um, particularly on emancipation, yeah. which are which which are a lot of more really good songs. But this is a very this is my fi- favorite kind of Prince song. I I mean I understand what you're saying when you say claustrophobic because I think that's something that I said previously when we've had you know just like particularly some of the stuff from uh, not anything particularly on Sign of the Times but I think there is this tendency where if it's Prince by himself 
Yes. He has a he has a tendency that the songs get very they end up feeling very claustrophobic because it's Prince playing all the instruments mm-hmm. and maybe he's missing the outside input. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like the MPG horns on this are and I agree with you, like the music the musical half of the song, like that is kind mm-hmm. of the stronger part. I don't feel like, you know, that the, there's really that much being said in the in the verses. <laughs> I mean, I think some I think some of the lyrics are quite interesting, you know, like I particularly do like the kind of like um, you know, smelling like a fallen star. Like, there are a few kind of like interesting lines, you know. But I, like, and I think the idea of this person being like, I was with this this woman last year, and this is what I did. So take my advice, and this is how you'll get her. I think that's, that's that's kind of an interesting idea to put in a song. But then, like, yeah, like it, like you say, when it just turns into like the music, I do think that's the strongest part of the song. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think particularly like, like I say, the kind of collaboration of the MPG horns. It's, it feels like it kind of enhances the musical half of this song. It's like if this had just been Prince with some synthesizers, I don't think it would have felt as it would have felt like him just kind of playing around for the last kind of yeah. three minutes of the song. About, Whereas yeah. with the horns, it feels like there's an interaction on going on there, and you know, it feels like he's actually doing something with with other people. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and I think that's always something that kind of you know enhances Prince songs is when he has someone else to play off, even if it's just one person. Oh, I agree. You know, even if it even if it's just like you know Sunny T on bass, and that's the only other person. Mm-hmm. If he has someone to play off, at least it kind of gives him a, a kind of it takes it in a slightly different direction. Yeah, absolutely. Even vocally, like with Susanna or Sheila or Wendy and Lisa, even vocally, sometimes it's it feels like it makes the song bigger. Yeah, I agree with that. And you know, we we kind of get the kind of the do it like she like kind of sampled over and over again, <laughs> and the kind of the sleep around and kind of, it, it, I mean, it kind of keeps going on and on throughout towards the end of the song, mm-hmm. um, and then it kind of finishes with if I if I remember correctly, it finishes with just the words "do it like she like it," kind of just yeah, yeah. without any mm-hmm. music under under uh, without any without any music underneath, and it just kind of you know kind of. Um, I don't want, it doesn't fade out, but it just kind of tails off. Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of the end of the song. And like I said, there was a performance, um, you know, a, a couple of days after the album would come out mm-hmm. on, you know, the Oprah Winfrey show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they did a sit, I mean, Maite and Prince did like a sit down interview. The whole show was kind of about Prince. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of interesting because you know, at the time of the interview, you know, Prince's, Prince's son, was already dead. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you have this, I mean, obviously, if you know, years later as a Prince fan, you can watch this interview and you can kind of see parts of this show where, you know, mm-hmm. Maite and, and Prince are, I wouldn't say they're ever kind of withdrawn because at this time when Prince gave interviews, you know, certainly for Emancipation, he was very kind of enthusiastic about the project and kind of, you know, and anyone who would sit near him for an hour, he would just <laughs> give them an interview. Like, there's so many articles from, like, until this point, you could like have you know the amount of kind of Prince interviews that he'd given. You could kind of put on one hand, mm-hmm. and then you know there's a point in '96 where all of a sudden he's in every single publication. Well, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean he's trying to promote an album. You know he's he's yeah. done with Warner Brothers for the moment. He had gone through this fight with Warner Brothers for thir- three years, only to you know release this album and have his child die. You know, so that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Even when they speak about the baby and he's like, everything's all good. And Mai Tai's looking at him. And like you said, looking back at it, it's it, it, it produces into me a very uneasy feeling. You know, I wonder, wow, you know, I couldn't even imagine the death of my child and then just be, be on the Oprah Winfrey show singing songs. Yeah. Uh, earlier, I was thinking, wow, an album versus a baby. You know, and that's probably completely unfair. But it was something that I was thinking about in terms of their 
their relationship and and what you know the subject of this album largely you know the marriage yes. the baby it's all sort of wrapped up in it you know so it's it produces a lot of uneasy feelings in me and i'm sure my tie is still mourning it you know in a way i mean i think it's interesting because you know uh if if like me you had the um <laughs> the, the this album on cassette uh, mm-hmm. Sleep Around is the start of the final side. Yes, yes. Um, mm-hmm. you have it on cassette. <laughs> I did. I bought. It on, I bought it on cassette. It was. It was the final Prince album that I bought on cassette. Okay. Um, because <laughs> because Crystal Crystal Ball was never available on cassette. Oh, that's right. And and that's so right. by the time I got to the Vault and Raven to the Joy, I bought those on CD because I had a CD player by that point. But at this mm-hmm. point, I still only had a cassette player. <laughs> So I remember this, I remember like putting, you know, turning over for the final side of this, you know, at this point you, you're two and a half hours in. Um, yeah. And and so I remember kind of this being the opening track of, of this, of like the final side. And I feel it's, you know, going from this through to, you know, my computer and one of us and the love we make and emancipation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like there's a, a specific theme around these final kind of six songs. Right. But it does feel like Sleep Around is a good start to the kind of, you know, what would be like, you know, side F if you had it on vinyl or something. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, and and so it, it, like as an as an opening, as an opening like track for the final side of, of this album, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a really good kind of like opening track because... You know, it, it kind of has this this really kind of um, you know this really kind of pop beat, mm-hmm. and then it kind of you know like we say, there's a bit of a musical workout towards the end, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's it's just a really good showcase for you know the MPG horns. And oh. if you watch that performance on um, on, uh, on Oprah on Oprah Winfrey, mm-hmm. like it's a really good performance no, as well. You know, considering you know considering this is a man who had lost his child you know mere days before you know it's amazing to see him and and this band as well which is kind of you know starting to form it's like kind of the new band that he would have for you know the rest of the 90s exactly and they they give like a really good performance of this song even though it's only about three minutes it's only about half of the song mm-hmm. so they don't really get to the kind of you know the horn working <laughs> yeah but you know it's it's like a really good performance of the song and you know, I feel like if I if I wasn't a Prince fan and I saw that performance on Oprah, I would be like, well, this sound, you know, this is being an interesting album. You know, it's oh, it's a great performance. Yep. So I think it go should go without saying that no one's covered this song. No. <laughs> uh, like, I in fact, I think it'd be an interesting song for someone to cover. But then, of course, you're relying on the sample from you know the Tower of Power. So right. You know, like I mean, tons of other songs have used Squib Cakes. You know that that particular drum sample. So mm-hmm. um, you know, like if you were covering it, essentially you'd just be covering in that um, <laughs> prince prince did perform this song quite a lot on the um the love for one another tour mm-hmm. um, which accompanied the album in 96 97 but as mm-hmm. with a lot of stuff off emancipation once you got past the 90s he just never performed it again yep um you know and given kind of like we said the kind of the the timing of this album and you know probably what it was associated with in prince's mind i could kind of understand why you know, a couple of years down the line, he probably didn't want to be performing these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, you probably want to, you probably, although saying that after this Prince kind of started doing this thing of only performing the album, he was touring at the, you know, like, you know, the musicology tour was mostly him performing the, the album musicology from top to bottom right. and then finishing off with Purple Rain. Like he's, he kind of, you know, he, he didn't really, he, he didn't really want to become a greatest hits act. So I can kind of understand why he started to drop, songs a few years after he'd released them you know yeah he became pretty defensive at, at a period in his life where he's like why should i play the old songs i want to play the new songs and then yeah. you know he was up and down with it towards the end you know as you could tell but yeah he yeah. was like i want to play this music and it, it's person reasonable you know reasonable yeah. absolutely for me i would say uh out of five i would say four out of five 
And I only say that because I feel like the lyrical content isn't like the, the chorus itself has, you know, is an interest, you know, is always a good idea, which is, you know, treat mm-hmm. a woman so that, you know, <laughs> she, <laughs> uh, you know, she, so she's treated correctly. Like, I feel like that's always a good idea, but I don't, I don't feel like the verses really add that much to the, you know, aside from a couple of like, you know, interesting lyrics, I don't feel like they really say that much. And like mm. you said, you know, the most interesting thing about this song is really, the, mm-hmm. the kind of the music in the back half of the song. Um, mm. So, you know, I can't, I can't really go any higher than a four. <laughs> well, I'm going to go 3.5 because of the lyrics. And because when I think of the song as a whole, I think it's half of a song. I think really the music, the rave up towards the end is my favorite part of it. And I think it holds the song together. Lyrics, I told you I'm a little confused by, or a little bit like, eh, I don't know about this. And it's fun. You know, it starts off kind of, you know, pow, you know, great. But it's 3.5 for me. It, it could be a better song. It could be a much better Well, you know what? That's unfair. I am giving it a 3.5 because the lyrics bring it down for me and it doesn't feel like a full song. Yeah, that's I feel I feel like we've got to start at a five and then just take points <laughs> off for, for what, what what we feel is is not is is holding it back. And I, I think, yeah, I yeah. think the fact that the, the strongest part of it is is is, you know, in the back half of the song. It's kind of almost disappointing that this wasn't one of the songs that Prince chose to kind of turn into a 10 minute remix um, you ah. know, and put on Crystal Ball because he did that with so many other songs, you know, mm-hmm. where he took like a single line and then just remixed that for six minutes. Um, I'm think I'm thinking in particular of like 18 and over and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of interesting that he never kind of just took that kind of musical half of it and just kind of mm-hmm. remixed it and made it a bit longer. Uh, but like yeah. I say, maybe, maybe, you know, the associations with what happened around the time of this album probably stopped him from, you know, going in and kind of remixing anything from this album too much. Yeah, anyway, so. most likely. Um, most likely. I feel, I feel like we've said about as much as we can about Sleep Around. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Stephen? Yes. And so I will be at the I Know Conference, which is the 30th anniversary of the Love Sexy album, uh, sponsored by NYU's Engineer um, School of Engineering. And I'll be speaking about the spooky electric sound in Prince's music. Uh, basically exploring the racial, radical, and religious subjectivity of Prince's pr- two tenth albums, the aborted Black album, and the official Warner Brothers release, Love Sexy. Um, so I'll be looking at the Black album, Love Sexy, but I'll also be looking at songs like Dance with the Devil and Outtake from the Batman soundtrack, but also other things like Others Here With Us, songs that were never, um, that were unreleased and not put on any album. So it's exciting, it's fun, and there's a little bit of Carl Jung and some other things and some African spirituality, so it's it's fun. It's a it's a fun uh, talk to create, and I'm looking forward to doing it. Great stuff. You can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you could email us. Not sure where you would at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Stephen. Thank you very much for having me. And otherwise, do it like she likes it. <laughs> Think I ain't.